decisions, where we know that you make your decisions and your decisions make you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure and share it with your friends and let them know about pivotal decisions. I was reading about how Americans are a stressed out people. Stress is at an all-time high. Time Time Magazine reported that in the United States, 55% of respondents told Gallup they'd felt a lot of stress the day before, which is well above the global average of 35%. Americans are more stressed than just about anybody around the world. 27% of Americans report that most days they are so stressed they cannot function. 27% according to a poll conducted for the American Psychological Association. A majority of adults cited inflation, violence and crime, the current political climate, the racial climate as significant sources of stress. Kara Powell leads the Fuller Youth Institute at Fuller Theological Seminary. Her and her colleagues identified three key adjectives to describe the next generation. And you know what number one was on the list? The number one word to describe the next generation. It was the word anxious. Stress and anxiety is a massive problem in America. And it's impacting not only senior adults and middle-aged adults, it's impacting students and children. You can visit the website for the American Institute of Stress and take the Holmes-Rahe Stress Inventory. I have it in front of me today. And the stress inventory will rate your amount of stress that you are dealing with in your life. And the, the inventory does this by placing a number, a value on the certain events that are happening in your life. For instance, they... They list 43 events that might be happening in your life. Events like major holidays and how they can cause you stress. Or a vacation can cause you stress. Or a major change in sleeping or taking out a loan or having in-law troubles can cause you stress. Or an outstanding personal achievement can cause you stress. They list 43 different events in your life and give them a value, a rating of how much stress they are causing you. Let me give you the top 10. The top 10 events that cause you stress. Number 10 is retirement from work. Number nine is marital reconciliation with your mate. Number eight is being fired at work. Number seven is marriage. Just dealing with the everyday ins and outs of marriage can cause you stress enough to make the top 10. Number six, a major personal injury or illness. Number five on the list is the death of a close family member. Number four is detention in jail or other institution. I can imagine that would cause you some stress. Number three on the list is marital separation from your mate. Number two on the list is divorce. And what do you think number one on the list is? The number one event that causes you the most stress in your life, number one is the death 
of your spouse. It receives a value of 100. The inventory says, as you add up your points of stress that you have in your life, once you reach 300 points, the odds of you dealing with a stress-induced health breakdown rises to 80%. Today, I want to talk to you about some ways to manage your stress. Now, two things I want to say before we begin our discussion about how to manage your stress. First, it's okay to get professional help. If you're stressed, go talk to your doctor. Go see a counselor. It's okay, and in fact, it is wise to do that. It is a good decision. Second, I can't possibly fix your stress in one podcast. So I'm going to share some ways to help you manage your stress. But also, though, there are many other things I could talk about and many other helpful ways. So today, I want to give you six ways to help manage your stress. Number one, live beyond your feelings. Live beyond your feelings. We make a big mistake when we base our decisions on how we feel. We have to learn how to live beyond our feelings and do what's right even when it feels wrong. You see, your feelings are unreliable. They can lead you in their own direction. How many times have you thought, I know this is the right thing to do. I just feel it in my gut. And you do it, and it doesn't work out, and you realize that was a terrible decision. Every one of us have done that. Your gut is often wrong. Your intuition is often flawed. You can't depend on how you feel. In fact, your feelings will manipulate you. How do I know this? I experience this a lot when I go to the grocery store. When I go to the grocery store and I intend on buying fruit and vegetables and healthy foods, food that is good for you, that's my intention. But many times when I go, especially if I'm hungry, I end up with Oreos, Sun Chips, and Little Debbies. Why? Because my feelings manipulate me into buying impulsively. Has this ever happened to you? Well, the Journal of Consumer Psychology says that 62% of grocery store profit is from impulse buying. That is why they put the Reese Cups and the Snicker Bars right by the checkout. And think about it. The primary reason why an impulse purchase is made is because it makes that person feel better instead of it being a useful or necessary item. We've all done this. You go home and you go, why in the world did I buy that? Because our feelings have manipulated us. You have to recognize this and live beyond your feelings. How will this help you and your stress level? Let me give you an example. Maybe you're doubting that God loves you. Maybe you're rock bottom. And you're wondering, does God even exist? Does God care at all about what's happening in my life? You're doubting your future. You're doubting your existence. In that moment, you don't trust your feelings. You have to focus on the truth. God loves you unconditionally. And the Bible says he has a good plan for your life and that God is faithful and that he is with you in Christ. You focus on the truth and not on your feelings. 
You have to live beyond your feelings. Number two, how to manage your stress. Number two, get off social media. That's right. Get, get off of your phone. Turn it off. Stop scrolling. Stop looking at social media. Stop putting it into your mind. This is not just a personal preference. I want to share with you the research about what is happening to our brains because of social media. This is from New Line Health. Social media puts our brains in a constant state of multitasking, thus hindering our ability to focus and shortening our attention span. Researchers believe that since social media competes for your attention with the promise of continuous new content, heavy social media users become less able to ignore distraction in general, which leads to poor cognitive performance and shrinks parts of the brain associated with maintaining concentration. The next time you're scrolling social media, remember you are shrinking your brain. Researchers believe social media is affecting our transactive memory, the way our brain divides information and decides where to store it. With the advent of social media and smartphones, you know where to find information or proof about the event, but we don't keep as many details about the experience stored internally in our memory. In other words, we're so quick to take pictures and videos to remember the event in reality, because we're so focused on the creating the memory, we miss the, we miss the event. We miss out on what actually happens. Research shows regular social media users, especially those under 30, often find themselves comparing their lives to those they see online, questioning their self-worth and overanalyzing their relationships and importance to those in their social circle based on social media. Young people are more depressed than, than they've ever been in our history. Every study proves that. And one of the key reasons why is because of social media. Parents, get your kids off social media. They are comparing their life to everybody else's best. They are aware of everything that their friends are doing, and they feel left out. Their self-worth is rock bottom. They are depressed and sad. There's a link between social media use and depression. De-stress your life. Get off of social media. Number three, take care of your soul. How do you manage your stress? Well, you have to take care of your soul. There's a verse in the Bible in Proverbs 4 that says, Watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flows the springs of life. Watch over your heart. Be vigilant about guarding your heart. You're going to be confronted with all kinds of temptations that are going to appeal to your emotions. That's part of living in this broken world. If you do what makes you feel good, it will bring you pleasure for a moment. I mean, how many have you have ever done something and it felt great, but you regretted it later? And the only reason you did it is because you got caught up in the moment. So instead of feeding your feelings, you must feed your soul. And when you feed your soul the truth, it will build conviction in your life. And then when you build conviction in your life, you will live out of conviction rather than being a slave to your feelings. There is a process here. 
You feed your soul the truth, which leads to building conviction in your life. Then you make decisions based on conviction rather than on emotion. So how do you feed your soul? Well, you have to go back to the basics. Spend time every day with God. To know what God thinks and wants for us, we have to make the Bible the number one thing in our life that guides us. God's Word is greater than anything I think or I feel. Knowing the truth equips us to recognize the lies from the enemy. So you have to spend time with God every day. You serve others. When you focus on yourself, it's a miserable way to live. It actually adds stress to your life. You can de-stress your life by focusing on others. When you focus on yourself, it makes you unhealthy. You find freedom when you serve others. When you focus on yourself, it will take your normal emotions and take them to an extreme, an unhealthy place. You have to serve others. You also have to forgive others. Unforgiveness puts you in a prison. It damages your soul. Who do you need to forgive today? Not only will it impact the other person, but it's going to set you free. It's going to de-stress your life. You need to worship God weekly. You're made to worship. It de-stresses your life just on a practical level. It de-stresses your life. Even though this is what we're made for, we're designed to worship God. We're commanded to worship God. But even beyond that, it just practically helps you. It de-stresses your life. It nourishes your soul. That's why Satan fights so hard to keep you away from church. Being together with God's people, that's what God intended for you. That's how God designed you. It's not just a legalistic, let me check the box, get this out of the way thing. It's not intended to control you or to make you feel guilty. We worship God for a lot of reasons, but one is just practically, it's healthy for you. It nourishes your soul. Researchers have known for years that lonely people are at greater risk for heart attacks, cancer, Alzheimer's, and other diseases. Researchers at the University of California at Davis and the University of Chicago have found that social isolation turned up the activity of genes responsible for inflammation and turned down the activity of genes that produce antibodies to fight infection. You need other people in your life, not only because God commanded it and God designed you for it, but just practically, it will nourish your soul. You will be a healthier person if you are connected to the body of Christ. Take care of your soul. Number four, how do you take care of your, manage your stress? Well, number four, you slow down. Always being in a hurry creates stress. In today's culture, we have created this environment where we always have to be doing something. We're always looking for the next experience, and it's stressing us out. It's stressing out our kids. When I was a kid, there, there were plenty of days where I just went outside to play and found something to do. There were no plans, no activities. Just go outside and play. I think our kids need more of that. We need less organized activities. Just go outside and play. Be creative. Less electronic devices. Learn just to be content with average. Even understand that boredom is okay. 
Just find something to do outside. Just go outside and play. There doesn't always have to be something great to do. Parents, you don't have to have your kids signed up for something, going to this event, in this activity, doing this sport 24 hours a day, every day. It's okay. Have some downtime. Slow down. Social media makes us feel like we're missing out if we're not doing something. It's okay. Just enjoy life. Be content. You're really not missing out on anything. Slow down and enjoy life. Part of slowing down, you see, is learning to say no. You have to say no to some things so you can focus on the right things. You can't have everything, and you can't do everything. And you know what? That's okay. You don't need everything, and you don't have to do everything. It's okay. Slow down, and it will de-stress your life. Number five, how to manage your stress. Take care of your physical body. Go for a walk. Eat some healthy food. You don't have to be radical about this, but I do believe that if you take care of your body physically, you will feel better, that it will help you mentally. It will help you de-stress. Find an activity you enjoy doing and go do it. Get outside. Get some sunshine. Get some vitamin D. Turn off your electronic devices and get some exercise. It will help you de-stress. It's going to help you manage your stress if you'll take care of your physical body. Today we're talking about how to manage your stress, and here's number six. Trust in the sovereignty of God. Listen, God's in control. He's on the throne. He's running the universe, so you don't have to. Trust him. He has a good plan for you, and you can know that he is a faithful God. The things that are stressing you out today, surrender those to God. Ask him to give you peace. God is with you in Christ. That's why that having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ is so important. When you have surrendered your life to Jesus and he's your Lord, he's your Savior, and you're walking through life with God, then you know that your life is in his hands. And you don't have to worry about the future, stress about life. You trust God in his sovereignty. He's watching over you. How do you manage your stress? You live beyond your feelings. Get off of social media. Take care of your soul. Slow down. Take care of your physical body. And you trust in the sovereignty of God. Thank you for joining in the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, share it with your friends. Let them know about Pivotal Decisions. I'm your host, Stan Paris. Thank you. And remember, the choices you make today will determine your tomorrow. Tomorrow.